Hello, everyone, and welcome to this special edition of Employment Matters, brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm your host, Pete Waltz. This week, we continue our focus on the biggest issues affecting businesses and organizations globally with the spread of COVID-19. And along with bringing you updates on critical events happening all around the world, we're always fortunate to get the chance to dial in our local ELA lawyers who are practicing on the ground in these jurisdictions, helping their clients every day move through these difficult times. Since the outbreak began, we had interviews with colleagues across the globe, initially starting in China, then Italy and Korea, then moving across Asia, Europe, Latin America, and then here in the U.S., Today, we're going back to the Asia-Pacific region to check in on our member in Vietnam. Joining us on the program today is Marianne Carlos from DFDL, our member firm in Vietnam, who works across the region, and today she's reaching out to us from Bangkok, Thailand. Marianne, how are you today? Very good. Thank you, Peter. So I'm glad to hear from you, and there's a lot going on around the world, and I think our listening audience would love to hear what's going on in your part of the world. Let's jump right in here. Let's talk about some of the information related to employers' health and medical conditions and how they interact with their employees when they come back to work. So my first question, actually I have a twofold question. First is, can a company request its employees to take COVID-19 tests or offer COVID-19 tests on a volunteer basis? And then if they do do that, may the company request access to those results on the grounds of wishing to protect other employees? Tell us how that lays out in Vietnam. Yeah, so actually, thank you, Peter, for this presentation. And, and this is indeed a very good question. So according to Vietnamese law, uh, employers must ensure the health and safety of, of their employees. This is, you know, like the main rules that is provided in the, in the labor code. More specifically, employers must ensure that the workplace satisfies safety requirements by taking into account hazardous and harmful factors, including infectious diseases. The law on occupational safety and health also requires employers to report any case of infection to the labor authority. So now the Vietnamese labor code does not address the possibility of employers requesting their employees to undergo medical tests. That being said, to guarantee the health and safety of the other employees in the workplace, Employers in Vietnam should be, and, and this is actually our opinion, this is what we, you know, the kind of advice we provide to our clients. Employers in Vietnam should be authorized to offer COVID-19 tests on a voluntary basis to their employees. So since, you know, the test will be provided on a voluntary basis, employees may refuse to take such a test. And in our view, Again, you know, the law is silent on this. So this is our interpretation of the law based on our experience. And so unless expressly provided in the internal labor rules of the company, such a refusal should not, in principle, justify a disciplinary sanction. So this is very important to note for the employers. It should also be noted that when an employee has a fever and epidemiological exposure, the employer must report the case to the local medical authority and move the employee to a healthcare establishment for timely examination and medical testing. 
So as you may appreciate, these are the terms of the law. <laughs> but still, the employer must, must comply and, and has this obligation, you know, to report the employee to the competent authority when there is a suspicion of COVID-19 exposure and, and contamination in the workplace. So now to respond to your, to your second questions, and in terms of whether the company may request access to such medical tests, so under the current legal framework, there is actually no comprehensive privacy and personal data protection legislation in Vietnam. For your information, the Ministry of Public Security is currently drafting a decree on personal data protection, which will impose additional obligations, but this decree has yet to be passed. The civil code contains certain principles relating to the protection sorry, of individual information and notably Article 38, which provides that the collection and publication of information and materials on the private life of an individual must be consented by that person. So now what does it mean <laughs> in practice? So in practice, it means that an information related to an employee's health and safety is considered to be personal data under the current Vietnamese law regime. Accordingly, in the event that the employer wishes to obtain the medical result of the COVID-19 test, a specific and express consent from the employee must be obtained for the collection and processing of the employee's data. Also, the employee must be informed beforehand of the form, scope, place, and purpose of the collection, processing, and use of his or her data. And, and this is actually, so because when you read it, you think, okay, so how do I do in practice? So we recommend, you know, having the employee's consent and information in writing, of course. And this is very important that the employee sign, you know, such a, such a consent form and information form. It should be noted that under the current framework, there is no concept of sensitive data uh, under Vietnamese law, as we can, you know, know in, in the US or in Europe, for instance. The most recently published version of the draft decree on personal data protection, the, the one I, I mentioned earlier, introduces such concepts. And, and this is actually the first time in Vietnam that, you know, we talk about sensitive data. But as I said, publication of the decree is still pending. And under the draft decree, is the sensitive data include political and religious beliefs, ethnicity or age, healthcare status. So, yeah, I mean, the, the medical test information will be included in, in this category. That's quite a list, and that's quite different than what we've experienced in other parts of the world, as you pointed out. Privacy and data privacy is certainly a protected area in many other parts of the world. So it'll be interesting to see as time unfolds how that changes in Vietnam. Let's jump on another question. So we're talking about data and we're talking about employee consent. Let's talk about how a company can gather information on an employee's current health. For example, can a company require employees to respond to a medical questionnaire about their current health? And, and if they can do that, how can the company handle that information as it's collected in such a questionnaire? So, yeah, thank you. Thank you for this question. And this is actually related to what we just said. So, yes, in our view, employers can request employee to declare the health status situation by responding to a medical questionnaire about their possible exposure to COVID-19. Again, you know, the information that will be contained in the questionnaire will be considered to be personal data under Vietnamese law. 
So if the, if the employer requests such a questionnaire, the questionnaire should contain, in our view, a provision by which the employee expressly consent to the collection and processing of the employee's data. And the same would apply if, you know, the company intends to transfer the data towards, you know, to a third party or, or outside, you know, the country. In that case, you know, this possibility should be provided in the questionnaire. So let's move the conversation on to employee-related contact tracing. Again, this is a big topic around the world. You know, in order to find out where the virus is now, you have to find out where they were, where they traveled from, were they on vacation, and so forth. But it's difficult information to find, and there's technology out there now that helps with that. There's apps and other tools. So in Vietnam, can employers require employees to download a contact tracing app? And if this is on a company-owned device that I use to say geolocations or Bluetooth, can, can they gather that information and can they collect it and keep it on behalf of the employees? Uh, yes, thank you, Peter. That's actually a very good question. And uh, as you mentioned it, you know, contact tracing is commonly presented as one of the tools, you know, that may help employers and countries actually to fight against uh, the virus. So in Vietnam, there is no real guidance on the aspect. I mean, the law is, is pretty silent and, and did not anticipate, you know, COVID-19 and, and the tools that were developed following the, the epidemic. But we have some guidance uh, on the law and information technology. So the download and use of a contact tracing application on a company-owned device is subject to the employee's prior consent in the event that the information is collected, processed, or transferred. So again, in that case, the employer, in our view, should notify the employee beforehand on the form, scope, place, and purpose of the collection, processing, and use of his or her personal information. Again, in practice, we recommend handing over a notice of consent to the employee stating this information, and we recommend that the employee signs the notice, of course, so that we have, you know, proper evidence of the consent. The company must also, you know, use the collected data for this specific purpose only, the specific purpose that was disclosed to the employee, and store such data for a certain period of time as stipulated by the law or as agreed upon between the employer and the employee. So this, this information may be contained in the uh, information uh, notice handed over to the, to the employee. The employer must also, and this is a law that says that the employer must take necessary managerial or technical measures to ensure that the personal data is not lost, stolen, disclosed, modified, or destroyed. So in practice, it means, you know, having sufficient protection in place. And finally, the employer must take the necessary measures upon receipt of a request from an employee for re-examination, correction, or cancellation of his or her personal data. And I think, so we can see here, you know, the inspiration of the, of the U.S. law, European law, which also provides the same right for, for the employee. Very, very interesting. So Vietnam, like the rest of the world, so where, where would you say, in your opinion, Vietnam is in terms of the status of the infection? You know, is it growing? Is it stabilizing? What's happening? So uh, it's, it's, it's a kind of a tricky question since, you know, now they have, for I think for one or two weeks, you know, um, some cities in Vietnam have been on, on lockdown again because there was new infection cases. But overall, Vietnam has been very successful in how they have handling, you know, the, the, the crisis and, and the epidemic. I think they are one of the first countries that 
took you know the, the crisis very seriously. So early January, they closed everything. They shut down the schools and encouraged people to work at home. They implemented social distancing measures and everything. So yes, they they have responded very actively. And this, you know, early uh, January 2020. So now, now the situation is quite stabilized, but you know, sometimes they still have new infections, and it, it appears very difficult for countries to have like zero infection for I don't know six or, or seven months. It sounds like practically impossible. Yeah, it seems to be. Well, I'm encur- yeah. I'm encouraged by your news and I think certainly, you know, you're going through some of the same processes that other parts of the world are. Unfortunately, you've been more successful than others. So there's probably lessons learned on taking care yeah. of these issues early on. So I hope you and your family stay safe and well and that we can visit with you again real soon. Thanks for your contribution today. Thank you so much, Peter. It was very interesting. If you'd like to connect with Mary and Carlos from DFDL or any of our lawyers from around the world, Search for them on the ELA website at ela.law. Just go to the big Find a Lawyer widget in the center of the page. Click on the drop-down box where you can sign up to receive information for our upcoming webinars, download white papers, get access to on-demand content from our library, or access the ELA's exclusive Global Employer Handbook. You've been listening to Employment Matters, a podcast brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor and employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm Pete Waltz. Thanks for listening.